Hi, you guys just missed an incredible burp from Lindsay. Oh, don't don't flatter me. Hmm. We almost started our podcast with it, but she just deleted it. So yeah, you know now you just get to hear about it. You don't get to hear it. Yeah. Well, I'm Lindsay. I'm Brianna, and welcome to Gone, Gone with, with the, the Windies. Also, I just decided that um, I wanted to change every single episode of ours to be something with the Windies because I'm like that's that's better. Okay, I like it. I like when podcasts have a consistent title kind of thing because it makes it easier to name them. Because I feel like I was just naming them dumb stuff, and maybe it'll still be dumb, but at least it'll be consistent. Okay, that's my reasoning. All right. Anyway. Uh, this week's episode is a continuation of last week's episode, which is reading our old stories. Mm-hmm. So buckle your seatbelts for these lovely stories. And well, that is a really short introduction. But we don't really have anything else to say. Yeah. About it because we already read them. Yeah. I think we... we can keep this short. Just get straight to the juice. Okay. No. No extra added sugars and preservatives. No 100% fluff. juice in this episode. Not an ounce of marshmallow fluff. We went for two very different metaphors there. <laughs> That's okay. You know what they say about metaphors. They two different a, kinds make up one They make a met good of one. four. They, they make a met of four? Yeah. Hmm. They make a met out of me and four. Ah. That would be a met me four. <laughs> They make a met out of a. ta and four. <laughs> met ta four. No. Oh, yeah. Met a four. They make a met out of... Okay. Anyway. Of an or. Buckle your seatbelts again because you probably unbuckled them because, because of all that nonsense you that just heard. That made no sense. But buckle them back up and prepare yourself for us to read our old stories. Boom. Go. All right. Okay, this one is pretty long, but... No, it's not. Okay, well, then never mind. It's not that long. Oh, wait. It's kind of long. It's kind of long. Ooh, we both have mystery stories coming up. Oh, my gosh. It's like it was meant to be. All right. The Mystery of Rick Robbins. One day, a young, intelligent little girl moved to Summer Street. Her name was Lily Stevens. Lily loved her new neighborhood, and most of all, she loved mysteries. She was a detective, and that night she had a very spooky mystery to solve. She heard a spooky sound. She thought that it was just the wind blowing, but it sounded too scary to be just wind. Lily felt a shiver going down her spine. Was she about to solve the mystery of her life? She wanted to tell her parents, but she wasn't allowed to come out of her room at night. So she just described the sound in her notebook. When she went to bed and turned off the light, she thought about how she had described the sound. Then she thought of something very smart. She remembered that the sound was coming from next door. That could only mean one thing. The next door neighbor is a ghost or a ghoul or witch or goblin. You get the point. Any of those things. Our house next door is haunted. Shocked, Lily looked out her window (laughs) at the house next door. It did look pretty spooky, but she had to think of a way to solve this mystery. And to do that, she had to think of a way to get out of her room. She didn't want to break a rule, but she really wanted to solve the mystery. So she thought, 
and then a light bulb went off in her head. She looked outside her window. She saw some vines easy enough to climb. She patted her head as a gift for thinking of that. (laughs) Now the only thing she had to do was climb down the vine, then go next door. But there was a problem. She had to get down and manage her parents not seeing her. Mm. Easy enough, the curtains of the downstairs window... Oh. Easy enough, the curtains of the downstairs window were closed. Hmm. That was a close one, she thought. True. Then she climbed down the vine. It was pretty spooky, but she had to go in to solve the mystery. Luckily, the door was unlocked, so she found her way in. It wasn't quite the entrance she expected, but she was still lucky the ghost, ghoul, or witch didn't open the door. She went in anyway. When she went in, she figured out that the noise she heard was just an untuned saxophone. And the man there, oh gosh, and the man there was not a ghost, ghoul, or witch at all. He was just a jazz fan. His name was Rick Robbins. When she woke up in the morning, she called her best friend, parenthesis, Olivia, about last night. Olivia was amazed. Lily told her that she was her new detective partner. The end. Oh, Nice. That's cute. <laughs> he was just a jazz fan all along. He was just a jazz fan, Rick Robbins. Why would he be playing an untuned saxophone if he's such a jazz fan? Mm-hmm. Also, can those instruments even go out of tune? Mm-hmm. Really? How do you tune those? Woodwind? I don't know. There's like knobs and stuff. Interesting. I'm pretty sure. Okay, I also have a, a story about that story. I remember it so vividly because my um my third grade teacher read that and was like this is amazing um I'm gonna invite the principal and you can read it to him and I was like uh okay so the principal came into our room and I like sat down next to me and I read it to him or he read it to me I don't remember and I think it was like a photo op it was really weird. That's we funny. had a really like. I mean, he was nice and all. I think he also played the saxophone. He did play the saxophone. So maybe that's why he came. But I was like, I remember just feeling really weird about it. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> that's funny. Time for another mystery by Lindsay. It's called the Mystery on Pennsylvania Avenue. Once there was a fantastic detective. Her name was Sherry. Now Sherry was very good at solving mysteries. She solved mysteries from a stolen penny to a stolen car. But one day she got a very important phone call from the president, Bridget Tree. The president said that someone had stolen her wallet. Sherry decided to get on the case right away. She decided to call her partner, Josie. Bring! Hello, answered Josie. Hi, it's Sherry. I was wondering if you'd like to come solve a mystery with me. Sherry told Josie, sure, I'd love to. What's the mystery? Josie asked Sherry. Someone stole the president's wallet, said Sherry. It must have taken a lot of planning to get into the president's house, said Josie. Tell me about it, replied Sherry. Well, then let's get started. You can come to my house and we can figure out some suspects, said Josie. Okay, I'll be there in ten minutes, said Sherry. She was thinking about anyone she knew that might have stolen the wallet. She thought about Abby. No, that's not possible. Abby is too honest. Honest Abby. And nice. To steal the president's wallet. What about Connor? Once Connor did steal a jump rope from a new girl, maybe he just wanted to take it seven steps higher. After figuring out that Jason and Helen were two other suspects, she made it to Josie's house. First, Sherry asked Josie if she had thought of any other suspects. She said she thought about Claire, Kaylee, and Michael. 
Sherry said she thought about Connor, Jason, and Helen. They both agreed on all six suspects. <laughs> they decided to make a list. They couldn't think of anyone else. It was nine o'clock, so Sherry said goodbye and left. When she got home, it was nine ten. So she decided. She started to get ready for bed. She got into bed at nine thirty. She had a very <laughs> odd dream. Her dream was that the president got mad because someone dug up her rose bushes. The president knew that whoever did it was least expected. Then Sherry woke up. Darn, she thought. Maybe that's a clue to who did it. Maybe my... <laughs> <laughs> you said maybe my subconscious is giving me a clue. Um, oh, boy. <clears throat> I'd better tell Josie in the morning. Maybe she'll have an idea as to what my dream means. It was only 3 a.m., so Sherry decided to go back to sleep. Her buzzer uh, buzzer alarm went off at 8.15 a.m. As soon as she had her... I cannot read. As soon as she heard her buzzer, she burst out of bed. Then she got ready. She was ready to call Josie at 9 o'clock. She called Josie and asked if she could come over. Josie said that was okay. So Sherry was off. After she got to Josie's house, she told Josie about her dream. Josie thought of what the president meant by least expected. <laughs> you know that's going to be in it, right? I'm transferring water into my <laughs> cup with lemon in it so that I can have more lemon water. Josie thought of what the president meant by least expected. Who wasn't expected? Abby? Then again. De- <laughs> what? Oh, this is the best spelling of definitely I've ever seen. <laughs> Definitely, D-E-F-I-O-N-E-T-L-Y. Okay, side note, I think it's so funny how difficult people find it to spell the word definitely. I know, it's like, not that is That is something that I continue to see in grown people, and it makes me laugh. It's just definite and then L-Y. People are stupid. Well, okay, some people have trouble spelling, I understand, but I just have always thought that's so funny. Okay. Definitely, no. Abby is way too nice. She's probably never stolen a thing in her life. Maybe that's why she would steal the president's wallet, because no one would have expected her to steal anything. So far, Connor and Abby are the main suspects, but Helen, Kaylee, Claire, Michael, and Jason are other suspects. Whenever we figure out a clue, we tell each other or write it down so we don't forget about it, said Sherry. Let's go get lunch. I'm famished, said Josie. So am I, Sherry replied. Where do you want to go? Josie asked Sherry. How about Burger King? Fine with me, Josie said. I'll buy. She told Sherry, let's go. Sherry said. <laughs> so they were on their way to Burger King. When they got there, they saw Connor telling Abby something. It looked suspicious. Connor and Abby were basically enemies. Why would Connor be telling Abby something? Sherry wondered. From the look on Josie's face, she was thinking the same thing. As they walked past Abby and Connor, they both tried as hard as they could to hear what they were saying. But look normal at the same time. Mm-hmm. Good detective stuff. Of course. As soon as Abby saw Josie and Sherry, she told Connor to stop talking. Sadly, Abby knew that Sherry and Josie were detectives. Ugh. She knew she had to act normal around them if she was with Connor. After Sherry and Josie ate their food, they left. They wondered why Abby was with Connor. They figured it was Connor giving Abby tips on how to steal things. Oh my goodness. <laughs> now they were sure Abby did it. They decided to ask Abby the next day. They went up to Abby and said, Abby, do you have a reason to be with Connor at Burger King? Yes, answered Abby. What was it? Sherry questioned Abby. Don't tell the president, okay? Connor was telling me. 
Anna was telling me how to steal and congratulating me for stealing the president's wallet. Abby gasped and put her hands over her mouth. I shouldn't have said that. You did. So they were off to tell the president. Mrs. Tree, Mrs. Tree, we found out who stole your wallet. Who? asked Bridget Tree. Abigail Bender. Really, Abby? Yes, said Sherry. Well, that's solved. Do you have the wallet? Here you go, replied Sherry as she handed over the wallet. When did they get the wallet? I don't know. They didn't say. Man, oh man. If there's anything I can do to repay you, just tell me. Well, I have always wanted a Nintendo DS. (laughs) It's yours. I'll buy it for you tomorrow, Sherry. And one for you, Josie. Sure. The end. Oh my gosh. That was incredible. That was so good. The funny thing is, literally all those names are, like, people from my class. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Right. Oh, wait, I never got to say something about one of my stories earlier. The one with uh, Anita Atina. All of their names were their first, their last names were their first names backwards. Yeah. Genius. Well. <laughs> no, I, I don't know. know about genius. I know, it was pretty bad. Eric no, Kyer. Hello? Sire. 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 This one is called Sunshine by Brie plus Sarah. This is a song, guys. Did you know I wrote songs? And definitely don't do that anymore. You don't have to sing it. Please don't. I don't even The sunshine is waiting to fill your mind. But be careful, it could make you blind. (laughs) So keep your way straight and you'll be fine. Across the seashore, you'll make a line. Hmm. It makes me feel so right. It makes feel so bright. <laughs> and I think it will do the same for you. Because the sunshine is a symbol of the bright future. Oh. Just another little symbol. Just another little symbol. Because <laughs> the sunshine is a symbol of the bright future. Just another little symbol. Just another little symbol of the earth. There you go again. Telling a lie. Oh. So make sure on your way to heaven, you say goodbye. What? Why can't I be a light? I just like the sun. I like it that way. It might be fun. Because the sunshine is a symbol of the bright future. Just another little symbol. <clears throat> Just another little symbol. Because the sunshine is a symbol of the bright future. And the future is looking good for me. Why can't you see Ugh. that I'm trying to be the best girl? With dark brown hair and little curls. Everything is going my way. Guess I'll take the highway. Five second pause. And that's the end of the song. When I tell you guys that my old songs make no sense, I I mean it wholeheartedly. They make no sense because I was so focused on rhyming that I did not care if any of it actually made sense. The seashore, I'll make a line. What line are you making? I literally probably just wrote what rhymes with blah, 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 and then just added it and was like, Mm -hmm. all right, I guess I'll figure it out. Okay, anyways, songs are funny. That was also a collaboration between me and my cousin, Sarah, so shout out to Sarah. We would write songs together sometimes, and Amanda, too. Anyways, unnecessary information. Oh my gosh, we've been talking for a long time. This is probably going to be a two-part episode now. Okay. This next story, piece by Lindsay, is called The Halloween Cat. It's dated October 25th, 2006.
Once there was a Halloween cat. She lived in a haunted house. The cat's name was Frady Cat. She had a spooky owner. She was a black cat. Her owner's name was Spooky Black. She had three <laughs> friends. One was dyed purple. One was orange, and the last cat she knew was really dark brown. The purple cat's name was Purple Witch. The orange cat's name was Little Pumpkin. The third cat's name was Eyelash. Eyelash's owner's name is Emily Mao. Yeah, that word does not make <laughs> sense. It's not English. Little Pumpkin's owner's name is Paparazzi. And Purple Witch's owner's name is Black Owly Witch. <laughs> All of the cat's owners on Halloween would take them to Frady Cat's house so the cats could go around the neighborhood together. Eyelash's owner would put dark brown mascara on her, and Eyelash would blink proudly as she walked around the neighborhood. She winked at other cats proudly. Every Halloween, after the cats finished walking around the neighborhood, they all went to Freddy Cat's house because Spooky Black made a cat pie with all her leftover candy. Then the cats finished walking. Little Pumpkin got so tired that a girl who was being Little Red Riding Hood gave Paparazzi her basket to put Little Pumpkin in. Little Red Riding Hood's mom is a fairy, and she put magic shrinking potion in the basket. Checks out. So when Paparazzi took the basket and put Little Pumpkin in it, Little Pumpkin shrunk. They didn't know what to do. Just then, Little Red Riding Hood saw that Little Pumpkin shrunk. She ran back home and asked her mom if she put shrinking potion in the basket. Her mom said yes. She yelled, Mom, don't do that without telling me. Do you have back to normal potion? Yes. Can you give it to me? Said Little Red Riding Hood. Yes, I will go and find it. Thank you, said Little Red Riding Hood. Then her mom got back. Here is back to normal potion. I love that. Thanks, Mom. Then Little Red Riding Hood gave the potion to Paparazzi, and she put it on Little Pumpkin, and she was back to normal. Then they all went to Spooky Black's house. Spooky Black was baking cat pies when the cats got there. Oh, sorry. When they cats got there. Mm -hmm. Paparazzi were carrying Little Pumpkin in the basket that Little Red Riding Hood gave them for Little Pumpkin. Then the cat pies (laughs) finished baking. In them were Tootsie Rolls, candy corn, peanut butter Reese's cups, airheads, chewy candies, teddy bear gummies, and Hershey's chocolates. Then the cats ate the pies. The end. Yep. Wow. Checks out. Wow. I remember sitting in the computer lab and typing that story in second grade. Oh, That's yeah, so cute. <sighs> Alright. This one is by Brianna. I think it's another song. It's called Questions Unanswered. In all of this world, there are so many questions. Will the sky fall? Will the bird call? In all of the world, there are so many questions. Will there be peace? I'm wondering. So many things waiting to be discovered. Mm. So many things waiting to be revealed. Mm. In all the world, there are so many questions. Questions still unanswered. Mm. By Brianna, 8 slash 28. Wow. I love reading songs like they're slam poems. I'm going to read that at a slam poem night. You should. Yeah. It's wonderful. Thanks. Okay, guys, this is like the holy grail of Lindsay's stories from second grade. I think some of you might know this one. It's called Two Swans. Oh, wait, sorry. Go back. It's called The Two Swans in Love. Oh, and the V is a heart. That's so cute. Okay. Oh, God. (laughs) Once there was a swan named Ed. Ed liked a girl named Chris. 
but it didn't know that Chris liked him. He could tell it was Chris because she was born with a tiny heart on her back wing. Chris knew it was Ed because he was born with a colon and arrows pointing in the middle of the colon. <laughs> okay, so we had just learned about grammar and punctuation, and on the wall of my second grade classroom, there was a chart that had, like, it was a comma, and then it said comma, and so then there was a colon, and it said colon, and I didn't understand that also meant, like, your colon. So I was like, oh my god, it'd be so fun. It's like a symbol, but now it's just a colon with arrows pointing inside the colon. Oh my gosh. Mm, good stuff. The picture is so funny, though. Okay, continuing on. So that was how she knew that it was Ed. Well, the Swan Festival was only one week away, and both Chris and Ed didn't have anyone to go with. Chris didn't ask Ed because she thought he didn't like her, but Ed didn't ask her because he thought the same thing, until it was the night before the festival. Ed finally asked Chris to go with him because he really wanted to go with Chris even if she said no. But it turned out that Chris was delighted. She was so happy she didn't even answer. So Ed just assumed that it was a yes. So the next day they went to the festival and had a really good time. And so, from then on, Chris and Ed asked each other to go to any festivals for birds and swans, or all ocean or lake animals. The, the end. end. Oh my goodness. Oh my gosh. I love to think that swans have festivals to attend. Oh, yeah. And they have to find a date. Mm-hmm. And they're like too afraid to ask them. <sighs> oh my gosh. That's so funny. I love this. It's so funny to see the differences between our stories. I know because I'm like trying to be all deep and Lindsay's just like, these swans are in love. And it's like, yours is so much cuter. <laughs> no. Yeah. Okay. This one, is this the one you want me to read? Yeah. All right. It's in Brianna's My Mini page from January 2009. I'm assuming it's a school project. Yeah, I think that's what gave me the idea to do the Brianna Gazette. We had to do a newspaper in our class. So on the back, it says, Oh, say, can you sing? (laughs) Only one reality show could have drama, courage, and comedy. It has been sweeping the nation for almost eight years now, and it's back. That's right. It's time for American Idol. American Idol started its eighth season on January 13th, and it may be the most exciting season yet. The popular show has entertained people all over America, and there's no doubt it will do it again. Simon is back with his constructive criticism. Randy is back with his improper grammar. And Paula, <laughs> well, she's back with whatever she's, it is she's saying. Oh, true. But everybody is wondering what the new judge is saying. Everybody is wondering about Kara. You've heard of Kelly Clarkson, David Cook, and Jordan Sparks, but you might not understand who the real star of the show is. Dot, dot, dot. You. Through Ooh. all of the seasons, it was you, America, who made all of the winners celebrities. You voted, and you gave the winners support or obnoxious comments. But although they get all the fame, you're the true stars. Now it's on to season eight, and I'm sure that through the tears, triumph, and excitement, America will be watching and feeling the same emotions I know I will be feeling. Who knows? Maybe I'll see one of you on American Idol someday. If I do, I will surely cheer you on. Yeah, I don't think I ever watched American Idol after that. Great work. Thank you. Man, it's so funny to think about the things that were like... It. Things that people talked about back then. Like, we talked about American Idol. Mm -hmm. I was obsessed with David Archuleta. I don't even think I knew how to vote, though. Like, I don't think I ever called and voted. (laughs) Probably not. (laughs) Okay. On to Lindsay's next piece, The Purple Goldfish. Oh, I think this one is good, too. Oh my gosh, is that the leprechaun? You wrote a lot of stories about leprechauns. Anyways. Once upon a time, I saw a purple goldfish. 
I told the pet co-worker, and he came and looked, and looked, the goldfish was gold again. The pet co-worker's name was Joe. Joe said, that goldfish is gold, not purple. I told Joe, I know it was purple, not gold. Joe said, you must be seeing it in purple because goldfish are gold. <laughs> I'm going back to my work, said Joe. Then I saw the goldfish turn purple again. I watched it carefully. Just as someone was about to walk by, the goldfish turned back to gold. I was amazed. I thought it was so cool that I asked Joe if I could take the goldfish home. Joe let me keep the goldfish. Then he gave me some bad-smelling fish food. I thanked him anyway. So I brought the goldfish home. At home, I asked it, why do you change color in front of me? Well, because, said the goldfish. Because what? I asked. Because I only show my purple to special people, said the goldfish. Why? I asked. Because I like to trick people. <laughs> really? I said. Yes, said the goldfish. Why do you like to trick people? Because if people see me in purple all the time, everyone would, would want to take me home. And I liked my life at the pet shop. Well, you'll have as much fun here as, as, oh, I lost my place, as you did at the pet shop. Really? Said the goldfish. Yes. I said, yahoo, 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 said the goldfish. Mm -hmm. The goldfish and me had such a good time together. Then one day the goldfish was purple and couldn't change back to gold. I talked to him. I said, has this ever happened to you? Yes, once, said the goldfish. What did you do? Well, I ate some cat food. Really? I said. Yeah, I know it sounds a little bit weird. Uh, yeah, I said. I'll go to the pet shop and buy some. Thanks, you're the best. Well, bye. Bye. When I got to the pet shop, I asked Joe to get me some cat food. He said, sure. Thanks, I said. <laughs> he gave me a cat food bag. Thanks again, I said. No problem, said Joe. Well, bye, said Joe. Bye, I said. <laughs> then I went and I put a piece of cat food in the fishbowl. The goldfish and me said together, well, here it goes. I gave him the cat food. He ate it and he could never turn back to gold. I was very surprised. The goldfish thanked me and we had a fun time together. Then one day he died. It was sad, but it was okay. I told my mom we had a funeral, then we flushed it down the toilet. I missed this special goldfish, but he will remain in my heart. The end. <laughs> I was so woke. Goodness. This story is such a ride like the cat food didn't do anything no not. <laughs> so he was just doomed to stay purple for the rest of his life you know sometimes it happens what does it mean there must be a deeper meaning yeah definitely <clears throat> oh boy you still got some more i'm gonna read some original poems we're gonna go back to the brianna gazette because, oh my goodness, actually, no, I'm gonna read this one. It's called In the Know, The Brianna and Lindsay Show. So, if you heard our episode talking about our old cinematic endeavors, um, you would have heard about The Brianna and Lindsay Show, so I'm not gonna dwell too much on that. I'm just gonna read this, and that will maybe influence your thought process <laughs> about The Lindsay and Brianna Show, because it's horrible. Okay, oh, Brianna and Lindsay Show, oops. As you may already know, my sister Lindsay and I have started a show. It is called The Brianna and Lindsay Show. And if you didn't already know, and this is in all caps, I'll get you in the know! <laughs> the Brianna and Lindsay Show is entertaining and random. My sister and I do some pretty weird things, but the fun part is not knowing what we're going to do next. We put marshmallows up our noses, have special guest stars, and make you laugh out loud. 
If you read the last paragraph, you probably think our show sounds dumb, right? Wrong! Our show helps get your giggle box up and ready. It's the only show on YouTube that is funny and gets your giggle box working again. It is enjoyable and really wacky, but we don't encourage our viewers to drink something while watching. Because chances are, it won't come out in the usual place. It will come out of your nose. Your stomach will be getting lots of exercise from all the laughing. We haven't put it up on YouTube yet. <laughs> YouTube spelled U space tube. But please stand by, folks. You don't know what you're missing. So, is your giggle box broken from all the lame stuff on YouTube? We'll get it fixed. And watch... Oh, we'll get it fixed. And watch the Brianna and Lindsay show. You won't regret it. You probably will. The best thing is how I say the funniest show on YouTube, and then I say it's not on YouTube yet. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, boy. All right. We've got another mystery story from Lindsay. (sighs) What's that one? Um, Oh, wait. This one's better. Let's just do this one, and then I'll do one more, and then we'll be done. Okay. You don't have to do another one. I kind of think we should just be done after this. Okay. I'm getting tired. Oh, wait. Priest. No. No, no, no. (laughs) Okay. This piece is Little Cool Pinky Hood by Lindsay Windhausen. As you know, there are the busy streets of San Francisco, California. You've seen taxis and grandmothers before, but have you ever seen a grandmother get hit by a taxi? If you haven't, listen well, and that's where our story begins. Once in the San Francisco Valley of California... Is that a valley? No. There was a little girl named after her mother as Clarissa Hooding. Clarissa's family was very rich. Her father was a police officer. Her family lived in a mansion at 92115 New York Street in San Francisco Valley, California, next to the river. Across the river was Minneapolis. If you walked about five minutes into Minneapolis, you would find the Minneapolis Mountains. It's not mountains in Minneapolis. The Minneapolis Hospital was in the Minneapolis Mountains. Oh One God. day, Clarissa got a cool pink cloak from her mother. Because of that, she was called Little Cool Pinky Hood. One day, her grandmother was hit by a taxi and broke her leg. So Little Cool Pinky Hood was sent across the river into the Minneapolis Mountains to give her grandmother $30 flowers to make her feel better. On the day that she went to her grandmother at the hospital, she met a robber. As you already know, her dad is a cop, so she knew what a robber was. She pretended like she didn't know what a robber was, even though she did, so that the robber wouldn't know that she knew. What? She talked with a stranger until she said she had to go to her grandmother, who was at the hospital in the Minneapolis mountains. She told the robber about her grandmother getting hit by a taxi and that she had to give her flowers to make her feel better. The robber told her about stealing money. She (laughs) pretended not to be interested in the story. After all, her father was a cop, so she listened. After he was done with his story, she left for the hospital. The robber amazingly got there before she did. She didn't know it was the robber because he was disguised as a doctor. So everyone thought that he was a doctor. She asked where her grandmother was, and she went to her grandma's room, room 524 on the fifth floor. Her grandmother was so happy to see her, she practically broke the cast that her leg was in. Oh my (laughs) goodness, that's not good. Just then the robber came in and stole the flowers and all the presents that were given to Little Cool's grandmother. 
As quick as lightning, he took them home and sold the flowers for a hundred dollars when they were only worth thirty. <laughs> he sold all the other things for more than they were worth. After the crime, little cool Pinky Hood went home and told her father the whole story. After the crime. <laughs> After she was done, her father sent a team of seven trained police officers to find the robber. After ten days and ten nights of searching, they found the robber at midnight hiding in a store so he wouldn't be found or get caught after he got all the money. When they found him, they put him into jail and got all the money he earned by selling all the things that he stole. In the end, grandmother's leg healed and felt a lot better, and everyone lived happily together in the San Francisco Valley and in the Minneapolis Mountains of California. The end. That was lovely. Ooh, that was a ride. Yeah, what a crazy story. All right, I have one more from Brianna. It's a very short Wait, poem. I want to talk about that. Okay. I love that she pretended not to know about robbers. Yeah. She's like, oh, I'll listen to your story about stealing money. I've never heard of this before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh. All okay. right. Original <laughs> poems by me. This is also from the Brianna Gazette. Oh, no. This one is entitled Butterflies. I believe it is a haiku. Butterflies fly down, touching me soft and gentle, as if they know me. Damn. And that's it. Do they know me? I guess. Well, they're touching you like they do. Does anyone know me? Oh my gosh, I'm gonna kill you. Okay, well that is all the stories that we have for you guys today. Maybe we will read journal entries or other things that we've written in the past. In future episodes, you let us know what you want in the comments of our Instagram, or you can leave a review on the Apple Podcast app. And, yeah, I don't know. What else do we have? Anything else today? I got nothing. We could quick recap on our goals that we mentioned last week. It is actually only a couple days later because we all, like, all we had to do was record the intro and outro for this because the meat of the episode we recorded on Saturday. So we haven't really gotten far in our goals. I, for one, said I was going to work out every week or every one day. Oh my goodness. I said I was going to work out every day. Didn't work out Saturday or Sunday. So I've already failed. But starting today, maybe I'll work out every day. And then maybe I can give you an update in next week's episode if I actually continue that. Mm. Brianna, have you made your list of books you have to read? No, I haven't. I started looking at my bookshelf and I was like, hmm, okay, I don't actually want to read all these. Some of these I just want to donate because I know for sure I don't want to read them. Yeah. Um, So I've thought about it. Haven't actually, I kind of forgot that I was going to do that. Yeah. I also haven't read any more of the book that I mentioned on Saturday, but it's only been a few days. So okay. You got some more days before. I know I can finish it. It's just boring. You can do it. Yeah, I can do it. Well, so hopefully by Saturday, when we record our next episode, we will have worked out, slash I will have worked out every day, and Brianna will have finished that book and made a list of the books she needs to do. So now we're speaking it into existence again, second time's the charm. Mm, manifest. Yeah, manifest destiny. Okay, I, oh, yeah, whenever people say manifest, I think of manifest destiny. Yeah. Which is also really stupid when you think about what it is. Yeah. Oh my gosh, so much of history is just... I mean, that's just the idea. I don't think that anyone is teaching that that's, like, the right way. Oh, no, no, no. I know. Yeah. Well, I feel like I learned about it in a way that honored the uh, quote-unquote pioneers. Oh, well, Like, yeah. we thought it was the coolest thing ever, and we had to write journal entries like we were pioneers. 
You had to write journal entries like you were pine. Okay, well, yeah. we'll read that next week. You guys, I don't think I have it anymore. Oh. I know. What grade was that? Sixth. Oh. It was one of our big projects. It's like the Pioneer Journal. Ooh. <laughs> you had to write about pretty dark stuff. Like I wrote about killing, not killing, but like being really hungry and starving and like, oh I don't goodness. know, kind of messed up. In fourth grade, when we had to do a journal of like the colonizer, the colonists, like the original colonists, I remember writing about eating my Uncle Tom. Oh my gosh. Yeah, isn't that messed up? Because yes. I think we learned about that. We learned Probably. that like sometimes they resorted to cannibalism. Oof. Um, yeah. Anyways. Well, yeah, ending our podcast on a very <laughs> uplifting note, eating Uncle Tom. At mm. least we don't actually have an uncle named Tom. Yeah. That would be even worse. Ooh. Yeah, no. Yikes. I don't remember if it was actually Tom or something else. Hopefully it was Tom. Might not have been. Ooh. But I don't think I have it anymore because I threw away a lot of that stuff. Oh. Well, that's all for this week's episode. (laughs) Um, I hope you guys have a wonderful week. And again, I think I already said this, but you can let us know what episodes you want to hear. You could shoot us a DM on Instagram. We'll check those. Let us know if you ever had to do any sort of journal projects in school where you were pioneers or colonists. Yeah. And give us a rating and a review on the Apple Podcast app. That really helps us out, you know? (laughs) Um, Do we have any? I don't know. If we have any, we should read them. That can be incentive. Yes. Okay. So we'll read our little review of the week. If we have any. Brianna's currently looking on that. Okay, so our first review that we're going to read is from Miss Laura, which is our dad's co-worker at the elementary school he works at. And do you want to read it, Brianna? Sure. It's called Sisters Are the Best. Five stars. I love this podcast. It takes me back to my childhood with my sister and the ways we interacted. Playing video games was a huge bonding for us and making up plays slash shows slash belting out show times. I love how authentic you are and the way you look at things. Thanks for sharing. And I also love hearing about your dad. He is a pretty cool guy. That he is. Yesterday was Father's Day and we finally got to see him, which was really nice. So happy Father's Day to our dad and also all the other dads, even though this is literally going to go up a week and a day after Father's Day. But it be like that. But yeah, thank you so much for leaving a review. That's so sweet. That and is sweet. We love reading them. Oh my goodness, we only have like two, but they're so fun. We also have six ratings, all five stars, which, wow. But yeah, maybe every week we'll read a review. So that gives you a little bit of incentive to write a review for us. And thank you just in general for all the support we've received on our Instagram and just people texting me and telling me they listened. It makes me really happy to know that people are spending 40 minutes of their day listening to me and Brianna talk about literally nonsense so it does mean a lot and thank you and please continue yeah and i don't know i guess that's it i hope you guys have a wonderful week i think i already said that like four times but i truly do and i hope you are happily gone with the windies 